Drunk Dish contains adult language that may not be appropriate for all listeners. Listener discretion is advised. Hello and welcome to Drunk Dish, where three delicious dishes explore food history and get pickled in the process. This is episode number 21. There was no fanfare for episode 20. Let's do extra fanfare for 21. Where we're going to be talking about the uh, Bananas Foster and its namesake, maybe? Yes. Yay! Very briefly. Mm. Okay, perfect. (laughs) There's Um, a reason for it. I'll explain it all All later. Uh, I'm Melissa. I'm Amy. And I'm Kate. I almost introduced myself as Kate. Oh, I didn't. (laughs) What a twist. Ooh, what a twist. Uh, Because in my head, I was already planning what you were going to (laughs) say. Well, here's how it goes. I like it. Um, So now that we've introduced ourselves on like last episode, um, every episode, Kate likes to ask us food related question or sometimes not food related, depending on our mood. True, true. So uh, <laughs> what is our question this week, Kate? So I do not have a question for us right now. Oh, no. Instead. Oh, oh shit. <laughs> so to celebrate the holidays that just passed, uh-huh. um, I wanted to go- give um, Melissa a little gifty. Thank that you. I saw... And it's really mostly from Amy and I. I like that. I like that. The I like the wrapping paper because it's got martini glasses and coupes and champagne glasses and stuff. It's Glassy. really pretty, right? I also like that tape seems to be does not like not stick to it. This is the worst wrapping paper. Yeah. Ever because it's, tape is just like it's like actually opposed. It's like two magnets. Yeah, it's like, like but the opposite because the because the pattern is so glittery. Yeah, there's so much glitter. Which I mean, I do just uh, like you a little bit for yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, you're welcome. Glitter everywhere. I can't even imagine what this is. It has a really weird. Like I know it's in one of those plastic mm. like cases. What the fuck is that? Oh my god! (laughs) They're dolphin napkin (laughs) holders. You know, you could use those for other things. Uh, They're the worst thing. They're the second worst thing I've ever seen. I don't need to use these for that. Greg got me something for Christmas. Oh, (laughs) best present ever. Um, Yeah, so these are napkin holders. They're hand-painted, poly-resin design. Great for any decor. I don't know that that's true. Um, (laughs) It looks like they could hold anything tubular in their mouths, though. Bananas. They could put bananas in there. Yeah, bananas. Or your Christmas present. Um, a wine bottle <laughs> gift and decor items for the outdoor and horse enthusiasts i don't know I don't river's know. edge model in polyresin patin a la main yeah that's yep it seems like something that was translated from english into another language and then back into english yeah. again using google translate yeah these are terrifying yeah also, I, I don't have napkins, but I want to get <laughs> napkins 
just for this. Just to have them. Because this is amazing. They have very dead eyes. They really do. Well, look, they're gagging. They're. I, <laughs> Can you blame so, them? So, like, just the fact that they're... Okay, kitten, you got to get off the paper, bud. The fact that they're decapitated dolphin yeah. heads is yeah. terrifying in itself. But then... Where you put the napkin is just like the worst. Yeah, no, these are terrible. Yeah. They're so, buddy, so bad. Buddy. They're so good. They're so bad and so good. Oh, <laughs> he's keeping that paper. He's, he's going to make noise the entire freaking episode. And he's keeping it. All right. Well, the wrapping paper that this was in, Kitten has claimed as his own. So I guess. <laughs> so if you hear. Wrestling. Well, as soon as he gets up, like I'll here play with Watson. You like Watson? Oh my god! Oh Watson. So Watson is a hedgehog <laughs> that my mom bought me. I guess she bought it for me years ago. I went through a phase where I, I don't know if either one of you remember that where I was like super obsessed with hedgehogs. Mm-hmm. It was I right after our cat Knowlton passed away, and we weren't getting another cat. And I was like, hedgehogs are amazing. And I was like researching rescues and stuff. Well, apparently, all the way back then, my mom bought me this little stuffed uh, hedgehog, but never gave it to me. Oh, no. <laughs> so she gave it to me this Christmas. So that was like six years ago that oh, she bought word. it. Uh, and Kitten immediately claimed it as his own. Yes. Yeah. Nice. Anything that's plush that comes into my house also immediately. Oh, fooled. Mom fooled you. <laughs> Except I don't have anywhere to put it like away away so well we'll just put it there he won't lay on it at least because it's not laid out anyway so yeah these are great they're terrifying yeah they're, they're um, awful i l- both love them and hate them that's that's appropriate mm-hmm. yeah um they're great i took a picture we'll definitely post them uh because they're fucking awful <laughs> <laughs> i don't i don't i don't know something don't. about the eyes yeah they're just really really like it's they're following you and they have little teeth yeah like mm-hmm. i know dolphin have teeth but like why you gotta put them i don't on the think napkin it holders. was necessary mm. for this yeah. uh, application normally dolphin stuff looks cutesy yeah yeah and no, this looks fucking terrifying these are not cute no you know what dolphins remind me of all the time in addition to your lovely gift to us and rapists and rapists <laughs> uh they remind me of independence day and how uh, Will Smith's character's girlfriend oh, yep. loves dolphins. And he gets her that awful ring. It's so bad. It's so ugly. It's like know. two dolphins around. Oh, yeah. yeah. Apologies mm-hmm. to anyone that has a ring like that. There's Because I, I feel like it was really common. Yeah. Like, that's a common thing. Women fucking love. It's like dolphins and horses, man. I do love yeah. horses. I mean, look at Lisa Frank. There's dolphins horse girl horses. energy. Is it's, there dolphin girl energy? I feel like there's got to be. There's definitely dolphin girl energy. Yeah. But I think it's been I think it's been replaced I prob- by mermaid girl energy. I was going to say I probably mm. had dolphin girl energy when I was a kid cuz I was definitely really into dolphins. Yeah. I, was I had really all into the horses. Lisa Frank stuff with do- Yeah, but I was not a horse. I was not a no, horse. You don't girl. like horses. I mean, I don't not like them. Oh, I thought you were kind of eh, No. Horses. No, you're um you're thinking of our friend's oh, ex-wife yes. who is terrified Her- of horses. Yeah, that's right. Absolutely terrified yeah. of them. <laughs> I like horses. I just haven't had a lot of experience with them and I never felt a connection to them. Oh. Oh, I was mm. a horse girl from You're the still same. a host, I, horse girl. I am a horse girl. It's true. <laughs> it's okay. It's true. Yeah, you do no, have I mean, adult horse girl energy. You do. I don't know what that but, means. Like, not but not the weird kind. <laughs> yeah, not like the weird kind. Like, I'm not kind. into horses. Right. Like, yes. Yeah. Just like horses. Well, yeah. like you're, you're very kind. Yeah. Oh, is that a thing? Is that a I feel thing? like it's a thing with. Well, she like, also like l- really likes horse figurines. You do. Uh, but she, it's that. not like her apartment is covered in ceramic horses. No. <laughs> Don't worry. No. 
No. I would not. I would stage an intervention if that were the case. She's got a few like horse figures and I don't think any of them are ceramic. No. No, so. no ceramics. No music boxes. That's the line. <laughs> but but did you have the ballerina music box when you were a kid? No. I think that was more my generation. Never did you have ballerina? Yeah. Like the pop-up ballerina? Hate them. And that you open it and the hate music them. plays and they're spinning around? Yeah, hate them. I had one when I was a kid. Oh, like, and now, like, I'm an adult and I see movies and stuff that were made by people that are my age. Yeah. And there's always a fucking ballerina yep, yep. music box. And I'm like, they were the worst. They were so cheesy. Yep. Yeah, because they were like, like cardboard almost. Yeah, they yeah, were yeah, awful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah I had great. one. Yeah, every like every girl, I think in our our probably age range. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Kate was a little before, probably yeah. just before. Yeah, I mean, ugh. or yeah. maybe she just never got one. Maybe her friends did. She was. Just it's doing, possible. She was doing the horse thing. Yeah, maybe. You know? I was like, give me the horses, give the unicorns, or the Pegasus. Maybe your thing would have been a dressage music box. Mm. How how do you illustrate j- dressage in a it's just a horse twirling. A fig- yeah. yeah, a figure yeah. that doesn't. Like a lipizzaner. Like a lipizzaner. Like... I don't know what a lipizzaner is. Oh, the they're the dancing that? horses. Okay, oh. so this has turned into the horse girl <laughs> podcast. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway, scary, scary dolphin heads. I love them. Happy. I will cherish these always. <laughs> I, I really do love They're awful. They're so bad. Oh yeah. my god! Where did you find them online? I'm assuming. No, Rivers Edge gift and decor so, items for the outdoor and horse enthusiast. So this is how this story is. <laughs> um, I was shopping with my sister and saw them, and I was like, "Oh my god, I have to get these for Melissa. They're terrible." And she said, "Why?" And then I had to tell her why. So thanks. <laughs> I asked next to that story. Just have always have that the book that got us in like a brown <laughs> paper bag. And then when someone asks you a question about dolphins, just be like, read this. Yeah. Just read this and yeah. slide asked, it to them. I asked Dan if he had seen it and he was like, I heard about it. And I'm like, she didn't show it to you. That was explicitly stated yes. that she needed to leave it out so uh-huh. that you could see it. Uh-huh. I've kept mine in my backpack this whole time. It's still in my backpack. It's still, oh my it's- God, people are going to think that like you keep it with you. It's like your catcher in the rye. Somebody were What if I like, die, I get hit by a car, yeah. and then like cops and the paramedics are going through They're my like, bag oh, to another find- 50 Shades of Grey. What? <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it might be better than Fifty Shades of Grey. Mm, uh, uh, yeah, so the writing uh, quality is definitely better than Fifty Shades of Grey. Uh, one of our <laughs> one of our dear dear listeners uh, who lives in the Philadelphia area um, sent me a text after she listened to that episode <laughs> and was like, "Oh." <laughs> So, yes. So it has been listened to. A couple people at work uh, listened to it Mm. and were like, oh, my God, that episode is fucking amazing. (laughs) I'm like, I'm so sorry. (laughs) Which I I never posted the picture. I completely forgot of the book. I got to do that. Mm. Mm. Hey, here's this like two months later. Whatever. Anyways. (laughs) We're a professional enterprise. Yeah. Yeah. We're the most professional. professional. (laughs) So on that note, Melissa, what are we drinking tonight? So a very uh, apropos, apropos, Mm -hmm. apropos cocktail, uh, the Bananas Foster cocktail. Um, Mm -hmm. This was created by Johnny Sweat. No. See who works at Jimmy at the James, New York City. Oh, so. I mean, we'll talk about it, but the restaurant that created the Banana Foster also created a cocktail, and I, like, had 
money, not against anyone, but like in my mind and money that that was going to be. And this isn't it. Yeah. It's not it. Okay. So, yeah. So it's just created by, I have no history because this was just created by some dude. Okay. Um, it, It is two ounces of aged rum, one ounce of banana liqueur. Um, half an ounce of lime juice, one teasp- teaspoon of brown sugar. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck are you saying? <laughs> and two thick banana chunks. Now, you want thick with three C's there. Not two C's, <laughs> not four C's, but three <laughs> banana chunks. Um, and then you, what you do is you muddle the banana chunks with the brown sugar, add the remaining ingredients, and shake with ice until cold, and then strain into a rocks glass with ice. Garnish with a thick banana slice that has been sprinkled with sugar and caramelized caramelized with a torch. We did the same <laughs> I thing. I had flashbacks from the... <laughs> yeah, where I was like, like it's caramelized. Car- caramelized. <laughs> it's spelled caramelized um, with a torch. <laughs> I don't have a torch. I was going to buy a torch so that I could make this garnish for you. I'm not really... My garnish game is not... It's, it's not I'm so disappointed. Great. Um, so I was going to buy a torch and I like had it in the cart on Amazon and then you have to get like, don't buy from Amazon, the uh, PSA, but, um, you, you have to buy butane for it. Mm. So like I had butane in the, in the cart and they were both prime, but the torch would have gotten here by Friday, but the butane wouldn't get here until Monday. Mm. And I literally was only buying it so that I could caramelize, uh, a banana, a thick slice (laughs) of banana. That has been sprinkled with sugar. Can that sugar. be my pet name for you? <laughs> what? A thick, thick, thick slice, of slice of banana? <laughs> I mean, I guess. <laughs> it just sounds like a, like a horrible. No, you thicker than a bowl of oatmeal. And so it's like you thicker than a thick slice of banana. I yeah. don't know. <laughs> it could be for men or women. That's true. <laughs> I mean, really, anybody, anybody can be thick. It's true. You know. But it could have a double meaning. Sure. Or triple meaning if they're mentally thick. all right so anyways we're gonna take a quick break you said break perfectly fine and then you did that did i yeah you did it was it was enunciated clearly guys my brain is not firing correctly uh so we're gonna take a quick break so i can make that Um, and while i don't have history about this drink i do have some fun uh banana facts (laughs) for when we get back banana facts so we'll be right back bye trying to find some money for the family. There's always money in a banana stand. We don't have the money, Pop. There's always money in the banana stand. And so Michael, his son, and his brother together enjoyed the cathartic burning of the banana stand. There was money in that banana stand. Well, it's all gone now, Dad. There's $250,000 lining the walls of the banana stand. Why didn't you tell me that? How much clearer can I say there's always money in the banana stand? No touching! No touching! my boob attacked the microphone <laughs> so we're back <laughs> sorry <laughs> that uplifting conversation <laughs> and i gotta say this drink was a fucking pain in the ass to make and i never want to make it again oh, no. okay because you have to muddle a banana yeah so then you have to strain out a banana and like my strainer wasn't big enough so i had to like half strain it and then like kind of pour any liquid that was left back in the shaker and then empty out my strainer of all the banana goop and then do it again. So to make two drinks, it took me like 80 million hours. Banana Goop mm. might be the name of my new band. Gross. <laughs> Banana Goop. Uh, but yeah, so here it is. Bananas Foster. Cool. Let's, uh, let's I have no idea what it's going to taste like. Ooh, swords. Cheers. <laughs> they got birds on them. Fancy. Put, put a bird on it. Ah, ah. 
lefty loosey righty tiny it's it's not that it's that it's very the microphone's weighted very yeah much so on one side because i'm lazy and i want to sit a particular way mm. and then my boobs stick out so because they're huge they're that big <laughs> as you once told me adamantly <laughs> again and again and again <laughs> eh, it's fine yeah, it's okay. It doesn't taste like much. Yeah. I was worried I was going to hate it because I hate bananas. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Here, I'll eat your banana. Yeah. Here. It oh, no. Oh. Tainted. <laughs> it doesn't taste. Well, there's already banana. It doesn't taste very banana-y. It's a booze-infused banana. I don't want to drip on the carpet. It's oh, my God. Like- this is. <laughs> I don't care about the carpet. Just give me the goddamn banana. <laughs> <laughs> booze infused amy i think yeah yeah just a little, just a little bit it doesn't taste like much that banana liqueur i feel like doesn't taste like anything hmm. here kate because you didn't try hmm. like i expected oh, yeah, I'm it sorry. I didn't to be stronger i'm happy it's not stronger because like i said I hate bananas like it's just a hint so like well there's definitely banana at the bottom of i know that i'm glass, not gonna so. i'm not gonna drink the bottom it of doesn't that. taste like anything no. Yeah, not great. I mean, it, it's like pure alcohol. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's I rum mean, and banana liqueur and a half ounce of lime juice. And I mean, ice. Yeah. So who the when did this guy invent this to? I don't know, like last year or something. Uh, OK. I don't know. So it's a new thing. I guess. I don't know. It's one of these it's one of these up and coming bartenders. I don't know. I didn't. Trying to get Instagram famous. I didn't look into it because I didn't care. OK. Um. <laughs> So anyways, I really like banana. I was really hoping for like a strong banana flavor. But I think part of the problem is I got a really cheap banana liqueur because all of the ones that I was looking for weren't available at our liquor store. So I just got this one and I feel like it doesn't really have a banana punch to it, which I guess is is good for Amy. Because I was not aware that she hated bananas. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So bananas uh, bring back very. They're so good for you, though. Specific memories. And there's a lot of other cool things about bananas, which I will tell you now. So I will tell you all the horrible things about bananas. Oh, yeah. So I assume you're probably going to tell us about all the murdering. Um, The scientific name for banana is Musa sapientum. Sapientum. Which means fruit of the wise man. Rolls right off the tongue. Fruit of the wise men. Sorry. Fruit of the wise men. Yeah. Does this mean that they brought it to Jesus? I don't know. That's just what the name means. Bananas float in water. I don't know why that's exciting. That is cool. Um, That's cool though. What? As do apples and watermelons. Oh, it's probably because they're like 90% water. Yeah. Right. They're very Uh, Hawaii is the only place in the United States where bananas are grown commercially. Mm. Although at one time they were also grown in Southern California and Florida. The overwhelming majority of bananas Americans eat come from the countries in Latin America and South America. Which, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Fun, fun. Including Costa Rica, Ecuador, (laughs) Colombia, Honduras, Panama, and Guatemala. And we've definitely never done anything terrible in any of those countries for the sake of bananas. Right. Definitely. Um, Some cultures, most notably Japan, use the fiber in the banana plant to make fabric and sometimes even paper. That's cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that is cool. Mm -hmm. Uh, This is a ridiculous fact that I don't understand why it exists. The fastest marathon ever run by a competitor dressed as a fruit <laughs> was two hours, 58 minutes and 20 seconds recorded at the Barcelona Marathon on March 6, 2011. The runner was Patrick Whiteman, 
from the United Kingdom who dressed as a banana. Yeah, Patrick. I feel like that would be the least aerodynamic of all the fruits you sure. could dress as. Uh, yeah, I don't know, man. That's tall and thin. Yeah. Better than an apple. That's yeah. like big and round well, no, and fat. No, because I feel like an apple would like like would give you more leg leg area to run that's true like, and the, you wouldn't like a, be maybe off your balance maybe this so guy much. had a giant dick so it was just totally normal to just have normal yeah have yeah a big it, thing out and actually just shielded his his dick and his humongous balls i guess that could be yeah, could yeah. Be a thing and he had a very tall cone-shaped head yeah patrick if you're listening let us know <laughs> the bit don't send pics please do send pics <laughs> The Banana Club Museum, located in Mecca, California, just south of Palm Springs, houses the world's largest collection devoted to any one fruit. It contains more than 17,000 banana items, most of which have been donated by members. To join the club, yeah, to join the club, visit www.bananaclub.com. That sounds like it should be a porn site. Yeah, it does. I want to (laughs) show you. Holy fuck! This is the bananaclub.com website. I want to join! That's the great image they could have ever chosen. I mean, I don't know. That guy kind of looks like our uh, fearless president. Oh, yeah. He kind of does look a little bit like Trump. Yeah. He does. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the good thing about bananas, the thing I like most about bananas, is that there's always going to be money in the banana stand. It looks like... There will always be money in the banana stand. Um, It looks like it's one room. (laughs) But, probably one. I don't member. know. Seventeen thousand items. Right, is a lot but to like one room. everything on the wall, I think counts as an item. Mm. And there's like the walls are covered. Right. Mm. Like you can't see what the walls are made out of because it's just banana Does stuff. Does he and his entire ensemble count as individual items too? Because he's got a lot of banana. Since 1972, the Banana Club's purpose is to keep you smiling and offers everyone more attention, recognition, discounts, more fun with just one card. Could they have picked a less like colonialist, genocidal? Above is the Bananister. (laughs) Bananister. Bannister family is the Altadena IBC Museum and Club headquarters several years ago. I don't know what this means. The club was founded in 1972 by Ken Bannister TB for Top Banana. <laughs> I want to be Top Banana. Guys, you got to go to this website, it's bananaclub.com. Great. It's great. So here's some amazing but true things you can do with banana peels and bananas. Thanks to its oil, rubbing the inside of a banana peel on a mosquito bite or other bug bite or on poison ivy will help keep it from itching and getting inflamed. Huh. I wonder. I think I knew that. I did not know that. If that would work for eczema. Um, And same. It's similar. If you itchy stuff. Yeah. Similar. If you rub the inside of a banana peel on a scrape or burn, it will help the pain go away. Keep the swelling down and keep the wound from getting infected. Huh. I don't believe that. That will keep it from getting infected. I mean, we all treat our pain by uh, consuming willow bark still. So Mm, that's true. If you rub the inside of a small piece of banana peel on a wart every night or tape it, tape a piece of peel over the wart, the potassium in the peel can make the wart disappear in one to two weeks. I have heard that and I have definitely never tried that. To whiten teeth naturally, rub the inside of a banana peel on your teeth for about two minutes every night. If you gargle with salt water, this will heighten the effect. Expect results in about two weeks. It works because of the effect of the potassium, magnesium, and manganese manganese in the banana peel. Wow. Yeah. Bananas make a great conditioner that helps restore dry, damaged hair. Mash a banana and add a tablespoon. This I've heard. Add a tablespoon of heavy cream and a tablespoon of honey to the mixture. I want to eat it. 
Yeah, that sounds yummy. <laughs> then and apply I don't it, like bananas. And then apply it to dry hair. Cover your hair with a shower cap, and then wrap your head in a warm towel. Leave it on for up to an hour, and then rinse thoroughly with warm water before shampooing. This reminds me of that episode of the Wild Thornberries where the older sister runs out of shampoo and conditioner, <laughs> and her dad's like, "We're in the rainforest. You have everything you need to make your own." I can't do a good what's his Nigel. name Nigel Nigel Thornberry, Thornberry. voice. Uh, but then she like goes and she gets attacked by monkeys and yeah. finds bananas and Sounds does that. Right. Very cool. Yep. Um, <laughs> rubbing a banana peel on your forehead can help cure a headache. Mm-hmm. Oh, we were in perfect harmony. Uh, no. Our skepticism was in perfect harmony. Yeah. <laughs> we, we're scullying hard on that. <laughs> bananas and banana peels make great fertilizer. Yeah, you compost yep. them. Roses especially like them. Oh. Mm. Mm. They mm. like the potassium. Mm. Mm. That's good to know. Um, mm. Rubbing the inside of a banana peel on a house plant on houseplant leaves makes the leaves shiny. That's because it's oil. It's probably <laughs> not necessarily good for the plant, though. I mean, it probably is. It's good for everything else. Why wouldn't it be good for the plant? Because, well, yeah. You can use the inside of a banana <laughs> peel to clean and polish leather shoes. You're going to smell terrible. Imagine you're like, yeah. I bet this banana, banana guy... This banister guy, he wrote whatever all his fucking name is, Theodore or Tom or whatever. Teddy. Teddy. Teddy Roosevelt Bananister. It didn't even begin with a T. It's Ken. I bet fucking Ken is just covered in banana peel all the time. All the time. It's like, why does that guy kind of smell like bananas? I mean, like he's literally covered in like the inside of banana peels. Banana peels also make a good silver polish. Just rub silver with the inside of a peel and then buff with a cloth. He lines his clothes with banana peels. <laughs> He's just slipping and sliding all over the place. It's hilarious. <laughs> um, that, I think that's all I got because I think all my other banana facts you might talk about. And those are all fun. Yeah. I, I strongly recommend going to the World Wide Web dot banana club dot com. Because the site, and it's all yellow. The site, Not, is, oh my God, there's a video. It's Banana bana- Man Unpeeled Part One. Ew. <laughs> I don't want to see that guy. It sounds unpeeled. like a circumcision video. The bright yellow elongated fruit from the herbaceous plant. There's 400 milligrams of potassium. Okay, I'm not going to play this, but I'm very ex- Oh my God. Eccentric TV out on the streets with the Banana Man. Guys, we're watching all of these. No. Lifetime membership is a privilege and it's only $10. Ooh. $5 shipping because I think they send you an actual card. Wow. I'm very excited about this. Everybody go visit bananaclub.com. He's going to get a surge of like five extra website visitors. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and four oh, of them boy. will be me. Yeah. <laughs> all oh, right. That's word. all I got. Cool. So I'm going to be talking about Bananas Foster, mm-hmm. the namesake for Bananas Has Foster. Has anyone here had Bananas Foster? I have not. I have no, never. Same. But I've I, had I've had fried plantains, which same. is loosely what this is. No. I can't imagine. Fried plantain, plantains are like savory. Yes, but there's, there's a... Thing. I mean, I know you light Bananas Foster on fire, but like... Yeah. Fried plantains are whole. I know. It's part mm. of the inspiration. I love fried plantains. We'll get to it. Oh my god, they're so good. They're Banana good. foster is definitely a little one mix of... up of mayo chup. Dip those babies in there. Mm. Of what? Mayo and ketchup. Mayo chup. <laughs> That's secret sauce, Kate. What's your problem? I 
not it's delicious if you go to like a spanish restaurant and you get fried plantains the sauce they give you is is mayo and ketchup Mm. to dip them in and it's fucking delicious i uh, i'm i'm not arguing that mayonnaise and ketchup mixed together is you can buy it in the store it's called mayo chow that's the worst name my boss saw it when we were at bj's buying stuff for black friday weekend and she got very excited and bought a giant bottle of it that's just a <laughs> money well spent yeah it wasn't our money you could have called it like cacho and it would have been much better cacho yeah that's not better way better i no. think neither of you should work in a marketing firm <laughs> that's what i think oh well good thing i'm not going to school for it <laughs> What do I know? Next. <laughs> I'm just a consumer. <laughs> so I'm talking about Bananas Foster, as I said, its namesake. But I'm also going to be talking about bananas. The bottom of this is pretty good. I, I stopped because I. Well, drink as much as you can and then I'll drink the bottom of okay. it. Because it's really delicious. It's like a banana smoothie. Oh, OK. A boozy banana smoothie. So I'm going to take us back in time. Not as far as our last episode. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> That's great. Uh, tiny sounds. You're very far <laughs> away from the mic. I am reading my notes. And okay. <laughs> well, do it while speaking into the mic. I don't know how many times I would tell you this is a podcast. It's audio. <laughs> I don't know how many times I have to tell you I'm drunk. I, that's not an excuse. <laughs> You're literally the driving force behind this podcast. You deliver the majority of the information. Oh, talking to terrifying the thought. Fucking mic. <laughs> Okay, so I'm going to bring us back to the 1870s. Okay, 1870s. I'm there. (laughs) In the U.S., okay, we've just ended the Civil War. We've just... It's crazy to me that the Civil War was in the late 1800s. Yeah. yeah. Every time I hear it, I'm like, that sounds too recent. Recent. Mm -hmm. Like, I was listening to... Oh, I meant to tell you this, Amy. Sidebar. Mm. Um, There's a podcast I've been listening to called Behind the Bastards. That sounds like an awesome podcast. And it's a history podcast that focuses on like the rotten people in history. Oh, that but, sounds good. Which is really great. But every Christmas they do someone that like some people might consider a bastard, but was actually like a hero. So like this Christmas, their episode was on John Brown, the mm-hmm. abolitionist. Yeah. So they talk about like abolitionists and slavery and the sil- and like all this stuff. And I'm like, they keep talking about like stuff in like the 1830s, 1850s. And I'm like wait yeah wait what there were still slaves mm. in the 1830s that wasn't that long ago i know it's a really good episode though i enjoyed oh. it that guy is a fucking hero even though he like really brutally murdered people with swords mm. but like they were white slave owners so that's okay then i mean he really so it's like real life Django. oh my god it's it's wild you should definitely listen okay to it. shout like- out to behind the back they have like fucking like 25,000 followers on Twitter. Hey, they, they make it one new follower <laughs> from us. A, they don't give a shit about us, but <laughs> it's really good. But ev- listening to it every time they said the date, I'm like, that can't be right. Yeah. Well, remember when we were talking about peanut butter and I was talking about George Washington Carver? Yeah. And like, and I think that was the episode where I was talking about how like, even though the Civil War officially ended, the like really Western states that were still kind of fighting the Civil War, they like didn't get the memo right away. Yes. Yeah. And they're like, we're going to keep, we're just not going to tell them. We're not going to tell them that they're free. I right. Was, I don't yeah. remember. I was going to milk yeah. it yeah. for like another month or so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the yeah. main part of it was like that got him going was he was fighting against um, 
the spread of slavery into Kansas was mm. like the main thing. But yeah. anyways, that in is Western not this States. podcast. Nope. We're talking about the 1880s. What? 1870s. 1870s. Okay. Right. So like there's a whole bunch of stuff happening in the U.S. at this time, right? Like so like I said, end of Civil War, end of slavery. Um, there's also a bunch of improvements in shipping and like global infrastructure. Like we're becoming an increasingly more global society. Um, we talked about this a little bit, too, um, in uh, our waffles episode. We, we talked about Make glo- America waffles again. Yep. We, we <laughs> talked about globalism a little bit. And we talked <laughs> about um, some improvements in botany, too, in agriculture in our peanut butter episode, uh, George Washington Carver, right? Um, and then there's also this huge railroad boom at this time, too. So the infrastructure of the United States is strengthening, too. So for the first time in forever, the world is much more connected. And people in the United States, even really rural parts of the country, are way more connected, too. So all of this creates this kind of like perfect storm for a brand new, exciting produce to come onto the scene and make big changes. <laughs> Bananas. Oh, ah. be- A-N-A-N-A-S. <laughs> that shit is bananas. B A N A S. That's the only reason I know how to spell bananas. Same. I feel like people of our generation, that's like, because bananas is hard to spell. How many A's are there? think that there's double N's in there. Yeah, and there ain't, man. Yeah, it's a tricky one. Yeah. Thanks, Gwen. Yeah. For teaching America's children. So in uh, 1870, exactly, this dude by the name of Lorenzo Dow Baker, he was Lorenzo, Lorenzo, Lorenzo. Uh, he was in Jamaica, he's, you know, doing some trading and he sees bananas Mm. by local farmers for sale. So he's like, you know what, I'm going to try one. He tries one. He likes it. He's like, these are good. I bet people in New England would like them. Mm. So and he's on his way to Boston. So he's like, I'm going to buy a whole shit ton of them. So he buys a whole shit ton, loads up his boat, goes all the way up to Boston. Just visualize one of those like old school yep. maps with yep. the, the dots. Yeah, there's like, here there be dragons. Yep, exactly. He lands. doesn't land. He's on a plane. He parks. No, he docks. He docks in Boston. And he sells all the bananas very quickly at a thousand percent profit. That's a good markup. It's Wait, a real good margin. How is it a thousand percent? How, how much did you pay for them? I don't have those numbers. Okay. All right. So <laughs> they were there. I will link to the he article. Bought, that he in. bought them for a dollar and he sold them for a thousand dollars. Yeah. He bought them for way cheaper than a dollar because I know he was able to sell them at lower prices than what people in New England were able to buy local produce for. So like at the oh, time an okay. apple was like, I think like roughly 15 cents an apple to buy and he was able to sell a banana for cheaper than an apple and still make a thousand i mean bananas profit. still are only like 15 cents. yeah they're pretty cheap yeah because yeah. all the murdering yeah um yep <laughs> i can't believe bananas kept for that journey if they were green like, that's why like, yeah they, i guess that's just like, wild to me and the so like if bananas are on a bunch too they stay it takes longer for them to ripe like once you like pluck it quickens the process just like a flower like when you pluck it uh-huh it starts but the bunch is disconnected from right the tree but the bunch still has like nutrients in the like the oh. the thing i don't know what it's called <laughs> <laughs> the thing that connects the tree yeah. i did not research you're not a botanist all right this very all right well. all right listeners calm you keep down asking all right? me questions and i'm like I don't know. I remember reading it. Didn't she's write not it a, down. She's not a botanist, all right? <laughs> she's a writer. Calm down. Yep. 
<laughs> so at the same time, like I said, the U.S. railroads are like expanding very, very quickly. And they were not just expanding in the United States, but they're also expanding in places like Costa Rica. And um, the railroad magnets at that time were like, we need to feed all of these workers. So they actually, all of the land that they were buying up to build the railroad, they're like, oh, it's it's like not being used now. It's in the middle of nowhere. So why don't we like farm it so that we can actually grow the food to feed our, feed our workers so we don't have to to pay for food like we'll make the workers farm the land while they're building the railroad and then they'll harvest yeah and then by the time they're done with that leg of the railroad they'll be able to start farming the next tract of land and they found that bananas grew really fast were really cheap to grow um so they predominantly started growing bananas in order to do this and then they realized too because bananas were so cheap and easy to grow that they could also start exporting them to the united states so a bunch of like people and entities at the same time were starting to realize like hey there's all this infrastructure being built it's making trade way easier and bananas are really cheap and they're like a new exciting thing it's like a very exotic thing for the united states like we could sell these and make a lot of money so because of this Um, The banana trade becomes like overnight a million dollar industry. Mm -hmm. It just blows up. And the major point of entry for bananas to come to the United States happens to be New Orleans. It's right in the Mississippi River and it's right on the ocean, too. It's in the Gulf Coast. So um, all the ships can come up from South America, which is where bananas are predominantly grown at this time. They can dock there, unload the goods, and then they can be loaded onto smaller ships, which will then use steam power to go up the Mississippi and then go either eastward or westward, depending on where the banana's final destination is. So it made transportation really quick and simple and fast. Um, so this a sudden boom in the industry, and it turns a bunch of people into millionaires like almost overnight, too. Mm. Um, and because... This is the first time that we really see um, any kind of like industry or market straddle different continents, different countries, and rely on this much infrastructure so heavily. The people who are making all this money, who like are the early investors and the early um, business growers of this industry, they have this hugely um like over prominent sense of political power Mm. so they are taking that infrastructure that they see in the united states they're bringing it to these other countries that they're um that they have plantations in at first they're just buying bananas from local farmers then they start realizing it'll be cheaper for them to buy land hire the local farmers to farm it for them and create the infrastructure themselves and then they start building railroads and other ports in these other countries too so they start to kind of like do all this like Um, backroom dealing with the political entities in countries like Guatemala, right? Where they're like, okay, we're going to build ports, we're going to build railroads, we're going to build roadways in your country, but we need you to make sure that your policies are friendly to us because we're investing all this money in your country. It's kind of like what happened when when Amazon was like, yo, we're going to open up a second headquarters Uh bid for us. And then fucking bullshit. Why is a city gonna fucking let you have tax breaks to come in and just fucking destroy it you're gonna bring in your own goddamn workers but everybody fell over themselves to do it you're not gonna pay any goddamn tax well they were trying to come to boston and there was like a pretty large contingent of people 
a lot of them that I know mm-hmm. in Boston that were like, no, no, yeah. fuck yeah. off. You're going to come here. So you so you just don't pay any taxes. You don't put anything back into the local economy. You hire what? Some warehouse workers that you treat like shit. All your other employees are going to come from out of state. Yep. It's bullshit. I mean, look what happened. Look what happened to Wisconsin with Foxconn. Foxconn tried to open. I was going to say, I don't know what happened to Wisconsin. Oh, that's so like crazy. So Foxconn, because of Trump uh, and they did stuff. But anyways, (laughs) short story, Foxconn was like, we're going to build. We want to build a factory in the United States because Trump was promising and promising and promising on the campaign trail. Right. Like we're going to get. American jobs back, right? We're going to sure. bring manufacturing back to the United States. Yeah, right? manufacturing jobs hit like a 15-year low. Yeah. So anyways. Right. <laughs> but okay, so Fox, he makes a deal with Foxconn. Foxconn set, pledges that they're going to open a factory in the United States. They open up bidding to local municipalities, just like what uh, Amazon yeah. did, right? Yeah. Uh, this little rinky-dink town uh, on the uh, shores of one of the Great Lakes falls over themselves to put out an insane bid to Foxconn. They win the bid. So Foxconn's like, that's it. We're going to move to the town. That's great. So this little town, which has like a government that's like five people, right? Like, yeah. And it's like a population of like like 10,000 people. It's like yeah. this tiny little rural town. The town starts seizing all this property from its <gasps> residents through eminent domain. Oh, they fucking bl- eminent. They, I learned about that in my business. They law quote, unquote, it's fucking bullshit. Yeah, they is. blight the land, which means that they write into law that that land is no longer inhabitable. Usually that means like that there's literally a blight on the land. Like yeah, there's yeah, something yeah, yeah, that's yeah. fucking right. dangerous, yeah. but there is nothing wrong with the land. They just do it so they can seize it and then give it to Foxconn. So they take all of this property away from people. They do all this fuckery to fuck over their own people. And then Foxconn pulls out. So. Just like Trump's mom should have done. Oh. <laughs> That's great. So anyways. And probably Trump for like the majority of his children. Uh, I don't want to speak poorly of Barron. He's still a little baby yeah, boy. he still has but, a chance. No. Unlikely. <laughs> I mean. What's the other Trump girl? That- oh, yeah. The one he never talks about. Yeah. yeah. I love Tiffany. her. Tiffany. Yeah. She's probably all right. Uh, yeah. No. I mean, no. I don't know. I just assume because she doesn't really associate with her family. Um, yeah. I think she's married to one of the trash ones, too. So what? I think her husband is a no. Okay. 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 <laughs> Anyways. No or care. Back to Guatemala. Yeah. Um. So we have this this kind of like backroom dealings going on between politicians local to these countries and then all of these business people uh-huh. who are like, we're going to improve your country. Sure. We're, we're going to promise you we're the gonna sun and the moon. We're going to make things so much better for right. you. Trust us. We just us. need you to, to be friendly to us and to our business interests, right? So have you guys ever heard the term other than the outlet stores, Banana Republic? <laughs> um. So... <laughs> When I found out, I feel like I found out about the whole banana thing and the fruit, the fruit company, United Fruit. I can't remember what they were yes. called by listening to Season of the Bitch. Mm-hmm. A lot of shout outs to podcasts these last two episodes. I know. Um, and when I found out like all of that and then I was like, fucking Banana Republic <laughs> that have some banana in it. Um, I'm like. Who the fuck names their store that? Yeah. Who? I don't know. Who? What? So I was like, literally, I think I was listening to the episode in in my car and I was just like yelling. Like if anybody (laughs) drove by me on the highway, they just saw this fucking crazy woman just screaming because I was like, what the fuck? 
Well, uh, yeah. Anyway, sorry. Continue. Yeah. I'm stealing your. No, it's thing. okay. So, so essentially, a, a banana republic is it has a a meaning that was very specific to the time and has kind of been expanded upon in in years since. Um, but the idea is that it's a country that's mainly run by outside interests, outside business interests, right? So it's like kind of like a capitalist, modern version of imperialism. So instead of a country like the UK coming in and being like, this is how you're going to run shit, it's a business coming in, like Chiquita Banana, and saying this is how you're going to run shit. Because obviously that business is going to be working in the best interest of the people. Oh, yeah, no. Oh, capitalism yeah. always works in the best interest of That's the people. Obviously, this yeah. is why everything should be the privatized. free market society is why um, we have such great insurance mm-hmm. and, and people in our country can, you know, buy insulin. Yeah. Yep. It's fine. It's all good. It's, totally it's good. fine. It's yep. great. It's wonderful. Yep. But I was able to buy cheap bananas today, so everything's going great. Yep. So uh, in 1901, an American author named O. Henry uh, coined the term Banana Republic in his book called Cabbage and the Kings, um, which is kind of like a fictionalized retelling of his travels uh, in Honduras, which is another country which is widely considered to be a banana republic. Um, but essentially, it's... It, outlines economic exploitation by u.s corporations so there's a couple similar themes in all banana republics there's always an impoverished working class a plutocracy which is made up by um, a ruling class of business and political elites um and i thought we were just gonna talk about the dude this episode's making me so mad i'm sorry (laughs) i just thought oh look this dude yeah he had this thing named after him let's talk about that so i will i will get to that I will get to that. No, this is good information that people should know. Mm-hmm. It's important, but so this, ugh. so it's kind of funny because, like, uh, well, I'll get to it. But it's <laughs> like I, as I said before we started recording, and those of you who are listening don't know what I said before. We started recording. <laughs> Hence, why you said what I said before we started recording. You didn't need to say anything after that. <laughs> but I said when I was researching this, I was just like, "This fucking sucks. This is dumb. I hate this." The whole time. So I was like, I don't know how funny this is going to be. It's just going to be me getting mad a lot. All of us getting mad. All of us getting mad. That's okay. It's kind of funny when we get mad sometimes. So I have one specific example of of this happening out. Um, And it started with a man by the name of Samuel Zemery. Um, He went from penniless to a millionaire. So he literally started pushing a fruit cart. So it's kind of funny that we're recording this episode after we're recording the cheese episode when we talked about the Kraft oh, yeah, Brothers, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And how he started with literally a cheese cart and a rented pony named Wait. Patty. Patty. Patty LaPony. Patty LaPony. Brothers? Did you? <laughs> yes. Oh, shit. Did I not mention that there was more than one Kraft? I thought it was one dude. Oops. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know because I forget. I thought it was Mr. Kraft. Yeah. I forget almost everything immediately. Yeah. So you might have said it. Okay, uh, I just don't I don't think I said it. It was it was founded by one dude. He brings his brothers in when the company okay, expands cool. and builds production in Canada. Craft brothers. Okay, okay, cool. Yeah, that's it. That's it. There's okay. nothing. I mean, there, he's got five brothers. They all help that's out in some too way. Too many brothers. It's too many brothers, but they all do some shit. He's the main guy. So as long okay. as I got that out yeah. there, Mister Mister Craft, <laughs> whatever the first fuck his name, name was. Yeah, I don't know. I don't remember. Mister Ken Craft. He opened the banana museum. <laughs> It's not that funny, guys. 
it is mm. when you've been drinking. Oh my god, I haven't okay. been drinking. It's still but we're, t- we're not talking you about the Craft Brothers. Yeah, a little bit, a, a little, little bit. bit. Yeah, yeah, you're we're right. not talking about the Crafts. We're talking about Zemery, Samuel, Zemery. Samuel, Zemery. Okay. Uh, Do so we he, like Samuel? No, he's a mm. fucking asshole. Nice. Okay. So, <laughs> so he chances are good. Yeah. No, no, I know, but you never know. It works. Yeah. Every once in a while. <laughs> so he started by pushing a fruit cart around, selling fruit. And he grows and grows and grows his business until, like, he's the guy pulling all the strings. He's the guy buying up property in Guatemala and transforming it into plantations, okay? Mm-hmm. So he found something called the Cuyamel Fruit Company, which later later becomes the Chiquita Banana Fruit Company. So the one you mentioned earlier, the United Fruit Company, um, they get bought up by the Cuyamel Fruit Company. I was going to say, I thought, because I thought the company. United Fruit Company became... Chiquita, because when I found all that out, like I was saying earlier, I was like, I'm never buying Chiquita again. And then I went to the store and realized it's all there's literally no other banana brand. Yeah, and we eat a lot of bananas. Aren't they? Aren't there Dole? Is Dole not, not at this? our grocery store? Yeah. The, oh. So the United Maybe sometimes, but United became Chiquita and then Chiquita and United got bought out by Cuyamel. Okay. So, all, like, all of the banana companies became one over a hundred year period. Okay. So from so it's like the cable company. Yeah, monopoly. Pretty much. Um. So, uh, in nineteen twelve, when he starts to like really get his business growing, and he's in Honduras, and he's, uh, you know. M- forming plantations he actually helps rig a presidential election oh that's fun and he puts in place a general general manuel bonilla you know Um, i mean america never does that so that's true it's fine um america actually does it at his bequest later on (laughs) um what what So he puts this uh, general in charge so that he can protect his business interests because he's a friendly person. Uh, he actually hires mercenaries, too, to also overthrow oh, uncooperative so parts of the government. So friendly. Um, and he, like I said earlier, he exchanges infrastructure f- uh, for help, but it's more overt with him. So before it was just kind of like this understanding, like, like how amazon's kind of playing it now where they're like oh we'll do good things for the neighborhood for the community and then like the politicians just kind of fucking fall over themselves to be like how can i give you the biggest best blow job possible <laughs> where <laughs> it's this- just like that dude from fire festival that just wanted it to happen <laughs> he's like i was ready i was ready to suck that dude's dick yep. for water yep sorry if you guys haven't watched the fire festival documentary you gotta you gotta a dude almost suck dick to get water <laughs> It's wild. <laughs> there was oh no God. water. No, nobody I, had any water. And he was like, I was going to the water guy and we didn't have any money. So I was prepared to suck his dick. I, I, okay, I, I scratched my nose. Oh. So this guy, uh, Zimmery, he also uh, stockpiles munitions and supplies weapons to a militia. Yeah, always good. Um, not all, only to all protect for bananas. Yeah, all for bananas to protect his business interests and also to protect the political forces sure. that he's aligned himself yeah. with. You too. don't want those poor people rising up. Yeah, no. Um, so the other main player in the banana world is the Dole becomes a Dole Food Company. So in the 1920s and 1924, the Vicaro brothers established what's called the Standard Fruit Company at the time. It becomes the Dole Food Company, okay. and they start to manipulate the Latin in American markets. 
um, in national land use laws in order to make insane profits. So they focus not just on like, OK, is there a government in power that in these countries that will help our interests, but like specifically influencing legislation um, in these countries. So not just the political players, but what are what are the laws that they're passing? Yeah. Um, and at this point in the 1920s, the entire world is moving towards this industrialization of food. So as we talked about in the last episode, right, like how can we make more money? How can we make um, more money with fewer resources? How can we transport food safer and quicker and, right. and easier? Right. And this high demand leads to very brutal working conditions on plantations. So there's heavy loads. I have a question. Yes. Are plantations ever good? No. It seems that whenever the word is used, it's bad things. Yeah. But it's just meant to mean like a farm, right? It's it's a large-scale farming that centers around one household. So it's has centralized power. Okay. It's like a little... So it's like never good. Right. Like I feel like there's got to be a plantation that was good. Like there were people in the South that had plantations that didn't own slaves, right? No? Never happened? Okay. <laughs> Cool. In or in order to farm a plantation, you need a very large workforce, and you you can't pay them because you're just one, or you don't want to pay them because you're just one family. So would an orchard right. today be like the equivalent? Yeah, there are orchards like that are are owned large. by one family. Ooh, silence. Yeah, I don't know. That's a good question. But I don't think an orchard even is as big as like a cotton. Usually, no, a plantation would center true. around a stately manor. And then there would be like acres and acres of farmland, and then a lot of like it was like a little town. So like there there would be like a, a outbuilding where like people would make clothes, so I and an outbuilding if, where people would shoe so horses. So plantation is never good. So people should really stop naming things <laughs> surrounding plantation because there's like no good connotation that comes with that. Yeah, there's, there's actually there's a movement right now in the wedding industry to no longer feature. Because, like, people get married at historic plantations. Right. Yeah. It's like a thing. Like, I get that the and houses are... cotton to decorate. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh. <laughs> how are people so... Like, I get that... Not... People don't know things. Like, I get mm-hmm. that. They don't understand how they're... What they choose or whatever is, like, so fucked up. But, like... Yeah. That is Just painfully dumb. obvious. And I get... I get the appeal of plantations... In terms of, like, their giant historical mansions. They're beautiful, yeah. And they're gorgeous. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, this whole, like, and, like, reenacting, like, plantation days where, like, women dress up as, like, southern bells. Yeah. It's like, yeah, those southern bells were, like, also ordering slaves to be whipped. So maybe chill a little bit with the reenactments. Yeah, I just watched Gone with the Wind with my mom the other night. It is problematic. It's so rough. Uh, it sucks because like there's beautiful stuff that oh, yeah. comes out of that but i think you just have to like as long as you're conscious of it yes you have to have an yeah. honest an honest dialogue with the problematic like, areas. and i think that that i think that i think now it can be some of that some some of that art quote-unquote art that was so influential i think can be specifically used to open up conversation yeah about but maybe why. don't like call things like plantation parties or like oh yeah don't do that that's or fucking having trashy. having a wedding at a plantation and having cotton and everything yeah uh, there's like, a really how great... out of touch do you need to be real real out of touch like there's... i know i i know i'm a little bit more informed than your average white woman but 
not that much like i still have a ton of shit to learn i just don't get i just I know we're way off topic now, but like I just don't. Sidebar. Yeah. Yeah. There's plantations fucking sidebar. suck. Sidebar. Like, there's I, I want to sh- we will share it on social on our blog or whatever. But there's a really funny YouTube channel called uh, Ask a Slave. And it's, I know you said it's funny and I'm sure it is. But the immediate reaction is no. Yeah. So it's it's uh, a black woman who works as a slavery enactor at George Washington's oh. plantation. And she just repeats in character all of the dumb shit white people, white tourists ask her when oh they God. come. It's painful, painful and and funny and sad. And <laughs> well, it's funny because she's making fun of the dumbass white people. Yeah. They'll, they'll be like, like, aren't you so excited to be at George Washington's house? And she'll be like, yes, I'm so excited to be a slave. Yeah, I got whipped yesterday. <laughs> and also, I've been raped many times. <laughs> but she has to answer all these questions in I character for her job. I have half-white children who will never know the privileges of their half-brothers and sisters. Yep. It's great. <laughs> Yay for me. Yes. <laughs> So uh, it's it's great. Definitely check out that YouTube channel. What? Wait, what was it called? Uh, Ask a Slave. A- oh, it's just called Ask a Slave. Okay, yep. we'll have to tag them. Yes. Uh, tag her because that does sound hilarious and also uncomfortable. Yes, very much so. So uh, back to the Verico Sorry. brothers and yes. the Dole food coming. No, that's fine. Uh, so like I said, the entire world's moving towards industrialization of food. Like I said, all of this leads to really brutal working conditions. So we have all these heavy loads, hot temperatures, tropical diseases. There's also these really like bad for people pesticides that were being used at sure. this time. Because it's I like can only imagine. the pioneering of pesticides. Right. There's no research. Right. They There's, all cause cancer. It kills bugs. Let's spray it on everything. And not even cancer. It just kills you immediately. Yeah. So fun sidebar real quick. <laughs> Pesticide sidebar. I know you were worried about this episode being short, but I can let you know. Not the case. So my dad, uh, he remembers when he was a small child. He grew up in Massachusetts and they didn't know how to cure polio when he was very, very young. Yeah, because he's old as shit. And he remembers walking behind trucks that would spray pesticides on all of the children because they thought it would inoculate them against polio. Oh. And your dad doesn't have cancer. That we know. That we know of. That we know of. Yeah. I mean, I know, like, I've heard stuff like that before or where people would be out in the fields when, like, d- dust croppers would come yep. by because, mm-hmm. like... They'd uh, just be there, yeah. It's fine. It just kills bugs. It's fine for all and other birds, living things. And <laughs> all of the rest of the rodents and... <laughs> Every living thing, but not me. Except yeah. for that corn. Yeah. So, oh, wow. And one of the fun side effects, too, of any kind of industrialized farming is it just... It fucking fucks up the land. Yeah, for sure. Like, for sure. So you get invasive species. You get all these weird, like, plant fungies and. Ah. Sorry. A kitten is laying on Amy's coat. And that's it's what cute. that noise is because it's cuteness. Oh, my goodness. Um, look at this picture. <laughs> so cute. All right. Continue. Okay. Sorry, guys. Sorry. I'm obsessed with my cat. Yeah. So. Oh, baby kitten. Hi, uh, <laughs> Justin Wolf, who was a professor of Latin American history at Tulane University, which is in New Orleans, mm-hmm. uh, said that this time there was essentially an arms race with Mother Nature. So, like, mm-hmm. they would uh, burn down a bunch of tropical forests to grow bananas, 
which fucks up the environment. And then uh, they'd have a bunch of bananas and then like this weird uh, fungus would come in and destroy thousands of acres of crops. Yeah. And then they would develop a antifungal thing to spray mm-hmm. and then like that would attract something else. And it was just like they would there'd be an invasive say, species and they'd introduce something else to counteract that it. And Panama disease or whatever the Panama disease is what killed the last breed. I don't know. Oh, I thought you were going to talk about it. I asked you. I know. So the, the I got overwhelmed by all the research. The, no, that's fine. The <laughs> bananas that we have now are different from the bananas that people used to eat. Right. And that's yes. why like candy and stuff tastes weird because it doesn't taste like current bananas because mm-hmm. the bananas we used to eat were gross Michelles. <laughs> I know. And they got um, killed by a blight called the Panama disease. Yes. Yeah, and because bananas are clones of one another, it just, right. like, spread rampant. And now we eat, like, Cavendish bananas. But there's an, currently another blight that's kind of killing Cavendish bananas everywhere. Fun. So I assume, because that was in the, well, that was in the 1960s that the gross right, like, shell died out. Yeah. Like, no, this just is. completely died out. This is, like, the 1930s okay. that this, so this starts to happen. Yeah. 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 Like, my mom uh, will say, you know, like, if she ever eats a banana she'd be like this doesn't taste like a banana this is not what bananas are supposed to taste like well that's what they've tasted like for like 60 years years. yeah (laughs) yeah yeah. but but it's it's a weird thing to think about you know like or like like banana runts don't taste like anything i've ever had before i'm like this is not this is not banana yeah (laughs) this is fucking weird but that's why excuse me anyways sleepy well we got (laughs) i'm at that stage of drinking where I just want to curl up and go to sleep. I mean, that's like as soon as I have any drink, even if it's non-alcoholic. True. <laughs> so uh, US, yeah. U.S.-based corporations in the 30s become the largest landowners in countries like Guatemala. Yeah. That's uh, not great. Disgusting. Yeah. yeah. Well, they're only there to exploit the workforce. Right. So like there's literally, uh, it's just bad. It's yeah. bad all around. So this is also the time when, like, we have all this kind of, like, awareness starting to spring up and being like, hey, maybe this isn't that great. So, like, we have books like The Jungle, like, which we've talked about before. Yeah. There's also a great movie that comes out in the 30s called White Zombie. It's, like, one of the first zombie movies. It takes place at a sugar plantation. And it's all about this, like, threat of industrialization of our food. Um, and there's this, like, horrible, terrifying, beautiful scene where uh the this like the damsel who will become the damsel in distress this like beautiful white blonde lady she's like visiting the plantation with her fiance and they're going to the sugar mill that's on the plantation and there's just like the workers who are like just like cogs in a machine just doing the same thing again and again and again, like very repetitive motions and they just like start to like fall into the grinder like the sugar mill and nobody fucking notices yeah it's fucked up it's so and it's just like it just shows you like the horror of this industrialized food complex and like people are are starting to be aware of it um and so you see things like in popular culture and in, in literature and books and stuff like starting to comment on it this is also the time when labor unions are starting to get more of a uh, foothold in the united states and starting to um fight against things like factory food and i was gonna say i'm sorry i i was pretty sure that that was it was bill lugosi is the star of that and he is mm. he plays like the like head yes of the plantation yep anyways yeah he greets them he's creepy as hell there's yeah. like a carriage i mean 1932 he's probably pretty drunk <laughs> i 
I'm trying to think when he really started to go downhill. No, I think he still had some time. Maybe he wasn't. I think he was okay. Yeah, he was probably all right. I mean, he just plays a creep in it. So Yeah, I mean. But <laughs> so uh, at this point, Zamuri, the dude who owns what becomes the Chiquita Banana Company, um, his company starts to falter. So this is also, you have to remember, it's the 30s. It's during the Great Depression. So mm. like you have all of these other cultural influences at play, too. He uses the opportunity because it had been like a publicly funded company. Um, he uses this opportunity to seize complete control over the company. Um, so as opposed to just being kind of like a figurehead who's a leader, like he becomes the real leader again. And then he uh, pulls it out of the depression and uh, doubles down on double downs. I can't doubles. Doubles down. Doubles down. <laughs> double downs. Double down. Double downs. Double down. Double downs. <laughs> on. Um, Meddling in foreign politics ah. in order to maintain profitability. So he finds ways to reduce costs in South America to make things more profitable for him in the United States. And then by the time the 50s and 60s roll around, corporations are now seeking to manipulate U.S. politicians in order to affect changes internationally. Um, so, for instance, uh, Zemery has like several meetings with like the State Department and he tries to convince them to like oust certain leaders of South American government. Sure, sure. Um, That's it, pretty par for the course. It, <laughs> it ends up leading to a civil war in Guatemala in 1954 that lasts 36 years. Great. 36 years? 36 fucking years. Holy shit. That's yep. a long time. That's longer than our war in Iraq. Yeah. And it's all veiled as like a fight against communism. Sure, everything. The 50s Fucking and 60s. everything. Yeah. Ugh. So, so like, that's kind of, like, the angle that they go on. They're like, oh, there's a communist foothold. We have to protect our capitalist interests. Yeah, no, mm-hmm. just about, you know, like, Venezuela. <laughs> like, they totally would have collapsed without our interference, I'm sure. Oh, yes. Had nothing to do with them being a socialist yeah. country. It's fine. <laughs> so, in the 1960s, bananas start to become more difficult to grow and more costly to export due to changing social and political environments. And this is that blight that you mentioned. Oh, okay. Kills off all of the bananas. The gross Michelles. Yes. <laughs> I feel like it's got to be pronounced differently. I got to not be pronouncing it right, but it's G-R-O-S yeah. and then M-I-C-H-E-L. Yeah, that sounds... That gross way. Michelle. Yeah. <laughs> so it's... <laughs> Michelle. My, my bell. <laughs> I love that song. Alyssa, this is the first time you and I started singing together. <laughs> it's usually me and Kate. And I'm totally fine. I'm totally fine with the Beatles <laughs> sidebar. Anytime. Anytime. Still, I'm there for you. Uh, I think it's probably like Grow. Like with Grow Michelle. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like the S is silent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Well, I've been saying Gross Michelle for years. I think Gross Michelle's you know, funny. All the times that I yeah. bring up. I think Gross Michelle <laughs> The might, Banana Blight. Gross Michelle's probably it, the name of my new band. <laughs> That's much better than banana. What was it? Banana. Sludge. I don't even remember. <laughs> banana. Banana goop. Goop. Yeah, yeah I think banana, it was banana goop. goop. Yeah, because I remember thinking Gwyneth Paltrow wouldn't like this. Whatever. Because goop. Yeah. Is a thing. She can. She, she can. Whatever they. Fu- <laughs> what the fuck did they say? She can. Consciously men- uncouple. Consciously uncouple from our fucking podcast. I Get out of here. I love hate Gwyneth Paltrow. I do too. She's just out of touch. She's fine. She seems like a nice lady. She's just, you know, a little out of touch. Yeah. A little. A little. <laughs> Meaning a lot. Anyways. She seems like the kind of person who would get married at a plantation. Mm. And decorate uh, with cotton. I don't know. I don't think so. 
I don't think so. I think because it would be very woke of her to do a whole post about how that wasn't cool. Mm, but then she would follow it up She'd with do like, something else that was also problematic, but like yeah. less obviously problematic. Yeah. Like reappropriating like some sort of mysticism from another yes. country mm. to help your vagina feel younger. Ooh. That jaded <laughs> I up am there. there for that. I like tell me what tell me more about this. All right. No, 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 no. This is getting real long. Goop sidebar over. <laughs> okay. So when the blight happens, there is another death that happens. Zimuri dies in 1961. Yay! Yay! Ding dong, the witch is dead. Uh, <laughs> when he dies, the New York Times described him as, quote, the fish that swallowed the whale. Because he came from such humble beginnings mm, and then so ambitious. took over the whole fucking oh world. Oh my god, shut up. Um... So this brings us to Bananas Foster. Oh, right. That's, I should just stop announcing topics at the beginning. I'll just be like, this is episode 23. Yep. Surprise. We'll yeah. get there. <laughs> yeah, because it took me a while. This part's, this part's relatively short because <laughs> I thought there would be more there. And I assumed that if there wasn't a lot, you would be like, we got to do a different topic. There's not a lot. But then you just talked about bananas. It's fine. <laughs> It's a great topic. <laughs> it is. Like, it's Very fine. Yeah. It's totally fine. Yeah. So at the same time in the 50s, 60s, this is when Bananas Foster is created. I'm yeah. going to tell you the story of how it was created. But I also wanted to tell you that very long history of bananas and Banana Republics because bananas have always been really closely related to politics mm. and political corruption. Sure. Mm. So I was going to go somewhere with this. <laughs> I couldn't. You, no, you're doing great. Okay. Yeah. I'm trying. You're fine. Okay. So uh, there's a restaurant in New Orleans called Brennan. So I already mentioned how New Orleans became like this really important port, port. for mm -hmm. bananas, right? Yeah. And banana transportation and shipping, right? So Brennan's was owned uh, by the Brennan family. Go figure. Um, so there was an uncle who actually owned the property. And then um, the person who ran the restaurant, his name's Owen Brennan. His sister, Ella, managed it. And then their brother, John, happened to run a produce business that imported bananas. Oh, all right. Okay. So there's this kind of trifecta going on. The whole banana on. family. The whole banana do you think family. They, do you think they all wore pajamas? Do you think they, they came, came down, down the stairs? stairs. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. So what happens is one night in 1951, Owen turns to his sister, Ella, and and she's in her pajamas. <laughs> and she's coming down the stairs. And he <laughs> I says think I would slip. Like I would I would be very afraid. <laughs> like I would just, you running on the stairs is very dangerous anyway. They don't yep. run, they just come down the stairs. They well, kind of yeah, like march down the stairs. Yes. Yeah, but because they're but they're in their pajamas. Yes. Are they footy pajamas? No. No, I think they're No, they're like the kinds with like, like the nineteen fifties yeah. button up with the matching drawstring. Pants. Oh, yeah, okay. like the traditional what you think of when like you think pajamas. And they have banana prints on them. Yeah. And they have creepy big faces. Yes, very large. <laughs> so do they have socks on? Like what are what's on their feet? I don't know what's on their feet. Because I mean They do have feet and hands though. Coming down the stairs, I'm just saying, and stocking feet can be very dangerous. They could slide. It's a sentient banana with two legs. <laughs> God, when I type in ba uh, bananas, it's the first thing that comes up. Because your phone's <laughs> listening, listening to you. To us. 
It's like predictive. It's uh, like. No, they don't have slippies, but they've got just regular feet. It's like this crazy bitch is talking about bananas and pajamas. We're going to know <laughs> yeah, that's what she's what she's talking about. OK, so <laughs> Owen was really good friends with someone who was running for a local political office of course. at this time. Of course, of course. he was. Yep. Um, Richard Foster. Hmm. He had just won New Orleans Crime Commission chairman role. Uh, and he wanted to invite Foster over to his restaurant for an honorary dinner on. to okay. celebrate his political win. I feel better about that. They've got shoes on in this picture. Okay. So he turns. So they don't slip. He yeah. turns to his sister, Ella, with just hours to plan. And he's like, hey, I'm inviting my friend over. It's really important. He just won the. He just won his election. Let's serve him like a special meal. I want you to come up with something special for him. And she's like, fucking Christ, I have to do everything. I mean, it's just goddamn restaurant. You gave me three <laughs> fucking hours yeah, that's very, to prepare. It's like a man. She looks in the kitchen. John has just dropped off a bunch of fucking bananas because he overbought because men don't know how to do shit. Sorry, mm-hmm. this is turning into a thing. Uh, <laughs> it's OK. Hashtag men are trash. Hashtag yes, all men. Yes. Yes, all men. Um, so Ella's thinking and she's like, OK, what, what can I make? What can I make? And her mother, when they were little, had always um, caramelized bananas for breakfast. So mm. she would, like, fry them like frying plantains. Mm-hmm. So you have to remember New Orleans is, like, this cultural melting pot. Yeah. Quite literally, you have food from Spanish, food from French, food from Creole, like, Native American cuisine. Like, this huge, amazing smorgasbord of, like, different food types. So she, her mother traditionally would fry up bananas in the morning for breakfast. And then um, she had recently uh, introduced Baked Alaska to the restaurant, too. And she was, like, fascinated with the process of making Baked Baked Alaska. Baked Alaska is fucking weird. They've made it a few times on, like, Great British Bake Off. And I'm just like, why? Yeah. Why? 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 (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. But she liked liked the idea and she liked the pageantry of Mm, Baked Alaska, too, with, you know, torching it. Um, So she combined elements from both dishes to create Bananas Foster. So what Bananas Foster is, is you take a quarter stick of butter, half or one cup of brown sugar, half a teaspoon of cinnamon, some banana liqueur, some dark rum, vanilla ice cream, and then four bananas. And then you combine it all together. You cook it a little bit. So it kind of caramelizes. The sugar dissolves. I assume you don't cook it when the ice cream's in it. Nope. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> no, that's like a topping. Okay. Um, And then uh, you tip the pan. And you like when it's all cooked and melty and gooey and then you like With take the a booze. Yeah. And you yeah. take a torch and it lights on fire. Yeah. And then you put it out and you put ice cream and a warm I mean, sauce on top. It sounds delicious. It does really sound like delicious. I want to fucking eat yeah. that right yeah. now. Yeah. I, you don't because you don't I like don't bananas, like bananas but, but like everything else oh my God. sounds real good. Yeah. It sounds really good. So the Brennans, this, their family restaurant was a really important political joint um, and Foster was a really close friend to Owen Brennan, as I mentioned. It's unclear what legacy Foster has beyond his food namesake. I did, like, I spent... Aw, honey. I spent time, so much time, to try and find out more about this guy. All I could find out was that this dish was named from him and that he won this election. I couldn't find out if he was, like, a crooked politician or a good politician or what he actually accomplished in his political career. I have no fucking clue. Hmm. So... (laughs) So, I, I... Yeah. So Whoops. I went with it. Um, but I think it's really interesting that politics and bananas are forever interlinked. So like not just in South America, but also in the United States. Um, today, obviously, Banana Republicans are like really 
still alive although bananas I mean, aren't necessarily you didn't even thing. talk about the genocide and the murder because i like it was too much it was too much <gasps> united fruit company murdered a bunch of people in their sleep y'all yeah because they, they went on strike they did that's oh, what you need to know family God. whole families yeah. murdered them yep sanctioned by the u.s government yeah look it up <laughs> i wanted to bring it down a little bit people need to know the truth all well, right you just did i'm molder in this situation jesus christ <laughs> It's the first time in the history of your fucking life you've been molded. No, that's true. <laughs> um, so the thing I think is really interesting is that like we we look at this through a historical lens and we're always like, oh, this is fucking horrible. This is tragic. Like people died. The shit is still going on today, yeah. just yeah. with a different industry than bananas. Um, like for instance, Guatemala, Guatemala, <laughs> Guatemala. Guatemala still has a lot of issues with crime um, and its political infrastructure is really corrupt. But there's actually like this huge black market for rosewood right now in the country. So um, rosewood? Rosewood. Um, so the Chinese like go crazy for it apparently. Um, but they, they, it grows like in the thicks in the forest. So like they'll, the these companies will hire locals to go out and guide them and then they'll cut it all down and then the deforestation leads to things like forest fires and mm. i also think it's and endangered and you're not it's like poaching yep. basically yes exactly yeah it's, i don't even know what rosewood is like just wood like yes yeah. yeah it's, it's a type like of tree mahogany. like for building no for the carving thing yeah what they, I, but we don't need it though they make instruments it's out of it us. it's yeah it's for intricately carved instruments and furniture mm. the chinese markets go crazy just make it. it out of another wood <laughs> i don't understand it's it's like the new ivory like it's I don't fucking get people. Whenever. Yeah, I don't get people. The either. more the more you're not supposed to have it. There's going to be some fucking rich asshole. Oh, yeah. That's like, I got to have it. Yeah. So there's even um, there's countries, too, where like obviously sugar is still a big one. Uh, diamonds, too. Um, mm-hmm. You know, that's that's been very big in African countries. Um, and then there's even some South American countries where it's uh, Internet domains. Like they have like servers and servers and. <gasps> Like that's their like oh, weird God. cottage industry that the American business owners are using to manipulate politics. So there's yeah, I you can't see my face, guys. Sorry, I just had a really confused, <laughs> just mouth agape, yeah. uh, not understanding what Amy was saying. Face that because yeah. that's that's not a that's not a tangible th- thing. So for me, it's all I don't. Yeah, I don't understand. So it's like it's like rich business people or people who want to become rich business people moving into countries with very that have very little government oversight over businesses like that. And then they invest the money to build the infrastructure to create these like Internet companies okay. and sell domains. Or there is one, for instance, this one guy like created this infrastructure to um, create an Internet. It was like on quote unquote on the up and up. This internet like um, prescription filling company, like drug filling company, but uh-huh. they're also using it to like traffic illegal drugs, like mm. cocaine and opium and mm. things like that. And then they're they like they're part of the reason why we have such a bad opioid epidemic is because they were like getting doctors to write scripts oh for patients they had never seen and and stuff like that. But they'll do it in countries where there's where there's very little like infrastructure to do that. So they'll come in, they'll build all the infrastructure. They'll be like, we'll give you high speed internet. We'll give you. Like, we'll train your workforce. We'll do all this stuff. And they'll involve them in highly illegal shit 
And then it like it entangles the local political entities with this illegal shit. And it just makes it worse and worse and worse. It's like organized crime, yeah. essentially. Yeah, 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 yeah. So these things are very much still a thing that's happening today. People are still very much getting murdered and being abused. Cool. <laughs> I feel great. <laughs> Definitely not slipping into a deep, deep depression from which I'll never emerge. And I had, I had chosen to leave the genocide out. Yeah. 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 Well, people need to know, man. It I might know. make you sad, but like, yeah, it's important. Well, I figured we were going to do a whole episode on Chiquita Banana later. Oh, well, then, I mean, you got to add it to the list there, babe. Yeah. You don't true. add anything to the list. I don't. I just think of it in my head. And then I and say, I'm like, I hey, should tell Melissa and add, not use the add technology these to the list. That's why it's in the OneDrive. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> You'd think. But, yeah. Anyways, very informative. Yeah. Very depressing. Very depressing. Yeah. But also like the bananas foster sounds delicious. Really yeah. does. The end of this drink was delicious. Maybe I should have left more of the banana pulp. Maybe. In it. I mean, Amy would have liked it less. I mean, she didn't like it at all, but she would have liked it less. I drank it. I mean, you drank like half of it. I drank more than half. A lot of that was melted ice. I drank it down so there's only a little bit and then the ice melted. I know what you drank because I drank the rest of it. You know what, Melissa? <laughs> you don't know me at all. <laughs> you don't know me. All right. Um, yeah, it's great, guys. You can't, unless you're going to just stop eating bananas, there's nothing you can do. Yeah, because both of the two major banana companies fucking suck. Yeah. There's so, nothing you can do. Yeah. Uh, it's like the good place. Mm-hmm. No matter what you do, it's it's tough. You can't you, like everything is a moral choice. You want to buy a tomato, and I also mm. tell stories like Jeremy Barry. So we have a not uh, in chronological order. We have a coworker. <laughs> I get it. We have a coworker <laughs> named Jeremy, and I call him Jeremy Barry, and I don't think he gets it. Oh, <laughs> but every time, because everybody else call uh, either calls him Jeremy, oh. or calls him a, a mix of his first name and his last name. Um. But I call him Jeremy Barry, and I don't think any, really anyone else gets it. When I was in a in a similar work environment, <laughs> meaning the same, the pretty same. much the same, just in a different state. Yeah. I used to I used to exclaim, "Oh, it's a Jeremy Barry!" When like things are just fucked up, oh. and people are like, "What?" And then I would draw, I would write <laughs> Jeremy Barry, <laughs> <laughs> and then do the dot above the eye, and I'd be like, "We're here." Yeah. <laughs> Oh, my God. I love it. You're the hottest Ted Danson. It's good. I'm here for it. That's a weird comment. I don't know. Yeah. I'm really tired, but Me it's a compliment. Too. I'll take Ted, it. Ted Danson is. I'm here a, for Ted Danson. Ted Danson's a treasure. He's gotten arrested like twice this year for protesting nice. bullshit political stuff. So him and, him and Jane Fonda are like, you know. Yeah. Ted, Ted Danson sidebar. Um, before I came over here, my husband um, loves the cheers so much i don't mm. get it but okay loves it <laughs> so much and the first first episode was just on and i had never seen it before and ted danson was a foxy oh no Tempted like ted danson's always been hot no but like i never ha- i think like, he's now i now. think he's very very attractive that now. white hair yeah 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah but mm-hmm. no like in this episode he was just like like I mean, he's the love interest. He's the guy. No, for yeah, I get that. But like, for when I was a kid, it was he well, was the old sure. guy, right? Yeah, 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 like, yeah. Uh, now yeah. that you're older and wiser, you appreciate. I see it. Yeah, very. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. Mm. I've always had a thing for the older, the older actors. So yeah, 
I mean, you mm-hmm. know, nothing wrong with that. No, nothing. All right. That's a weird <laughs> place to end the show. Okay. Ted dancing sidebar it's over. It's definitely on a more uplifting note than genocide. <laughs> true. Go watch the, the good Republic. place, people. If you haven't yeah, watched go it, watch go the, watch it. There's so many yeah. plugs in this. Yeah. Good place. <laughs> pot, oh, no. Pot Appetite, I think, was last episode. There's a lot. Season Ask of the Bitch. Uh, Ooh, ask a slave. Yeah, we got ask a slave yeah. uh, behind the bastards. Yes. All right. Anyways, okay. I think that's all we have. All right. Yeah. yeah. Bye. 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 Thank you for listening to Drunk Dish. For recipes and more, please visit drunkdish.com. If you like what you hear, subscribe and leave a review on iTunes or Apple Music. You can also follow us on Twitter at Drunk Dish Pod and Instagram at Drunk Dish. And again, thanks for listening. Bye.